how delayed I am on your, like, I can hear your earbuds somehow. Oh, it's because I'm not wearing earbuds. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, it's no worries. I'm just saying I can hear how delayed I am, uh, which is a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Times are hard. Uh, Cash is tight. You've got no right. We've heard it all before. Yeah. Exactly. Once this yeah. once is once too much, because once you once you want to once, months once more. more. I, I run the only toilet in this part, part of town, town you see. So if you gotta go, you've got gotta to gotta go, go through me. It's a privilege Welcome to It's Not That Scary, a horror movie podcast. We love your in town around these parts. It's a great We do. We do. We're your hosts, Jarden, Arthen, (laughs) and Morgan. Morgan. Um, Welcome to this special Irish edition of It's Not That Scary. It's Not That Scary! Where we'll do an Irish brogue the whole way through. Yeah! (laughs) It's not that scary for you! Happy Thanksgiving! I think Irish people are simultaneously leprechauns and pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that? How's that for the I don't think Irish people are pirates. Pirates are different. Pirates have their own language. Yeah, I... I, got a little bit of this in them, though. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Which is practically Irish. No, it's pirate. Okay, yeah, well... (laughs) What's your biggest fear? Right now? Yeah, right this moment. Um, probably, like, developing cancer. Not corona? Uh, Or corona. Yeah, I would say dying young at this point. Yeah. 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 Um, my biggest fear is probably, like, either slugs or, like, centipedes. If you had to have died young, would you want to die young before how old you are now or after how old you are now? Good question. I would ideally like to die at 27 so I could join the club. Yeah. I think you have to be famous for that to make a difference, though. But we'll be famous by this podcast by then. Yeah. That's also true. I think I would like to do 29 because people say that, like, 30s when... You just start going down, everything goes downhill. I'm so excited to turn 30. I am so over my 20s. I feel like, I feel like, okay, especially now, like 20s are supposed to be fun, blah, 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 blah. At this point, we're going to be in Corona City for the next like three years, probably. So I'm basically wasting my 20s as yeah. it is. I'm not having any fun. I'm like broke. I still have debt. Yeah. I don't know how to do anything. I'm such a baby. Yeah. I hate cleaning. Margot Margo said today that she didn't think that she was responsible enough to own a blender, which I found interesting. I think I, just because like I don't I don't think I'll clean it. Y'all seen Unfriended? Unfriended? Um, no. No. Does somebody stick their hand in the blender? Yeah. Yeah. That happens in one of the um, Final Destinations, I think. Too. Oh, really? Thanks. Mm. Or somebody's hair gets caught in a blender and then mm. they die from something else. Oh, okay. They love their fake outs in those Final Destinations. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about those and yeah, and other good movies. Yeah. yeah, but for now we're stuck in what 1919. Where are we? 1919. 1919. 19. So nice. They named it twice. Um, we skipped right over 1918. Um, yeah, no movies. No movies. Yeah. They're all lost. Where do you think they went? Um, I think there's probably like a big man somewhere who has like a he's like a big a big big man and he's like probably like 700 pounds yeah, and he just definitely. like oh, okay. eats eats movies he like eats the film reels Mm -hmm. and he's just like got his little his little man body and he's all the historical artifact collector yeah yeah from last from last movie 
Well, okay, so 1919, do we have any, uh, what's the news? Anything? anything yeah, Margot, cool? what's the news? 1919 was a pretty busy year for the world. Work, honey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. If RuPaul was interviewing queens in the workroom... But would, instead of queens, it was years. It was years, yes. Exactly. You see where I'm going. He would be most impressed with the progress that 1919 had been making thus far. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's going to win. I'm not saying it's going to win. I'm not saying it's going to have the best runway. I'm just yeah. saying that... The work that it's been doing so far in the workroom is impressive to Rue. Okay. That doesn't mean another year can't turn it out. That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, 1919. So uh, 1919 saw the end of World War I with the signing of the Treaty of Versailles and Versailles. <laughs> And uh, that's going to work out well. Yeah. The establishment of the League of Nations. Yeah. I mean, also in 1919, it really goes to show you how close thematically World War One and World War Two were because in 1919, the like party that became the Nazi party was formed. And then also in Italy, Benito Mussolini founded the fascist party. So they were ready to get the ball rolling and start, you know, ruining lives um, and Germany had to pay a bunch of money because they did a bunch of war crimes. Yeah. Um, right. They recently repaid that debt, like, I think, like, two or three years ago. Wow, congratulations, Germany. Um, but they still have, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember. So a big uh, factor that World War II um, started was because Germany was in so much debt. So they went to such uh, terrible lengths, such as, you know, fascism electing hitler all that stuff um to uh i guess boost their economy um so i think after world war ii we were like okay you don't have to owe us any more money because clearly it worked out badly last time yeah that is maybe not the truth that's what my brain is telling me though interesting i'm sure you're right um notably so i mentioned this briefly in the last episode but you might recall i mentioned (laughs) briefly in the last episode (laughs) The Weimar Republic. Now, I have still not done any research on this, but I saw it come up again. Um, and this is where most of the films were made. And I'm imagining this as the more like Western part of Germany, not like geographically, but ideolo- ideologically. Um, and the Weimar Republic, uh, I guess, seceded in 1919. Um, but it didn't, uh, the state of Germany didn't recognize it because the Weimar Republic supported the Treaty of Versailles. Um, so that's why I think German cinema was like allowed to continue at this point, um, because it was being created in another like part of the country. Yeah. Also, prohibition ratified officially the 18th amendment? 18th. Right? 18th. Um, You said that last time. 18th amendment because suffrage is 19th. Yeah. So last, last time it had been approved by Congress. Um, but then two years later it was finally ratified by the States despite our boy, not our boy, Woodrow Wilson, um, vetoing it. Yeah, so some other things I thought were were fun. Wait, Woodrow Wilson did not want prohibition? No, because I think it's like a, a provably bad idea. Yeah. Like it didn't really didn't really work. Definitely no, not. No. In fact, the drugs just won the second war. Yeah. <laughs> drugs won the war on drugs. 
Um, some other fun things. Uh, so the um, there was an assassination attempt on the French prime minister, and he ended up being injured. And the French prime minister was Georges Clemenceau. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Can way. you put in like an "aw" sound effect? No. Yeah, please. Um, some other stuff that was happening. <laughs> Um, uh, Belgium seized Dusseldorf. Did, you, did it say how the French politician was injured? Uh, no, I imagine something like silly, like they tried to shoot a like catapult of rocks at him, and <laughs> one of them hit his head. Nice. I love that. That's, that's so silly. <laughs> Through his window while he sleeps. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I'd do it if I was assassinating anybody. Um, yeah, lots of stuff is happening in Russia, too. But Russia, like, confuses me so... I don't understand Russian history at all. Drama queen. For real. Yeah. You're so big. Can you, like, make yourself easier to understand? Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, I'm just going to scroll and then pick the most... Ra- like, the thing I, I land my finger nice. on. Okay. That's good. That's good. Roman forces bring down Hungarian Soviet, Re- Soviet Republic in Budapest. On August, August 6th. 6th. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what any of those words mean. Okay, let's do one more. I didn't know any of that. Let's <laughs> do one more. There were some cool people who were born in 1919. Okay. Um, like Jackie Robinson and um, Sir Edmund Hillary. Chillery? Chillery Clinton? No, no, no. Edmund Hillary was the... Um, He's credited as the first man to climb Mount Everest, but oh, okay. he, like, not only was accompanied by, um, a, like, Sherpa from Nepal while doing that, I'm sure there had been, like, countless others who had summited the mountain before him yeah. who were just, like, not white men. Sure, um, sure. But he gets the honor. Yeah, white men do tend to get, like, the credit for those things, but I think we can rest assured that... Oh, I'm forgetting. Annie Edson Taylor was definitely the first <laughs> right. person to... <laughs> To ride go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Yeah. 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 Okay. So like that year, that year wins the challenge and like has the best runway. The year that Annie Edmondson Taylor yeah. went down. I don't remember what year that was. I think it was 1898 or 1899, something like that. Um. Yeah. So if we want to get into eerie tales. Yeah. Um, oh, before we get into the movie, though, we should get a proper German pronunciation of the title. Oh yeah. One second. Okay, so I'll do my pronunciation first. Okay. Unheimlich Gesch Gesch. This is so hard. Out of the gate, French. Unheimlich Christenstein. Okay, that's what I'm going to guess. All right. Um, and <laughs> then pronounce German words. Unheimliche Geschichten. All right. It's confusing because so the first word I think is is pretty readable. Unheimlich. The second word, it just like doesn't make sense in English. It G E there okay, that's fine. Je. But then it goes S C H I C H and I just don't know how to make that sound with my mouth. That's what it sounds like. Like an old man just sort of like, he's like catching his breath. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, um, I just, I just learned that this movie was remade by the same director 
1932. Oh, good. We have that to look forward to? Yeah. They love doing that shit. I guess they still do that shit now. Yeah, yeah they do. Have y'all seen VHS? No. It's, um... The movie? Yeah. It's a, it's an anthology series, horror movie anthology series that recently... It's like the most recent famous anthology that came out. It was like maybe five years ago. Was okay. right. There's some good ones in there. This movie that we watched this week was an anthology movie entitled right. In um or Eerie Tales, directed by uh, Richard Oswalt and starring Conrad Veidt. Who was in Casablanca, I recently learned. Yeah. Um, he played Death in this movie um, and multiple other roles. It's sort of an ensemble cast. Um, yeah. So there's a framing tale of um, these three paintings, um, Death, uh, the Devil, and the Harlot, um, in this like bookstore. And at nighttime, they come out of their paintings, come to life, uh, sort of fuck shit up in the, in the um, bookstore, uh, but also read five stories that are then um presented as the anthologies um and the three of them are also in all of the um stories as well as various characters Mm -hmm. um which uh pretty pretty cool idea i really like anthology movies i think they're really fun i think it like breaks up the story enough so that i'm entertained but isn't like i feel i feel like this movie could have done with one or two fewer stories um just because it kind of lagged a bit in some areas or yeah i think but but they're fun they make watching watching things fun and i also like anthologies because it's like oh if i don't like this one then in 10 minutes i just try again it's true yeah, it's a shame they aren't really popular. Yeah. Do you know the ABCs of Death? No, I've never heard of that one. I think it's on Netflix still. Um, basically, they they just commissioned a, a ton of um, storytellers of different kinds to do short horror movies. Um, and they assigned everyone a letter. Uh, and then, like, A is for hmm. Abominable Snow- Snowman. And uh, it's not very good, but it's uh, it's a good idea. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch Love and Robots on Netflix? Yeah, Ethan showed me a few. Oh, of those. I did. I saw a few episodes. Those were good. Yeah. Similar kind of that thing. That was interesting. Where it was like commissioned yeah, yeah, different yeah. people to do. Yeah. Um, but the first one um, of these five stories were well, it was the apparition, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this one. Uh, there is a woman who uh, has a husband who's like crazy. He like literally tries to strangle her. Um, with, with like a, little, a shoelace. Yeah, with like a shoelace. Um, but she also has a um, a lover. Um, and I think it, I think it's like ex-husband, right? Not not. They're separated. They're separated. Okay. Um, and yeah, her and her lover go on a getaway. They check into this hotel. Um, they stay in separate rooms. They make sure to make that very yeah. clear. <laughs> That's one of the like dialogue cards is telling us that they are sleeping in separate rooms. Yeah. But that's also important to like what happens later in the story. It's true. Um, yeah. Um, so then uh, at one point, um, the lover goes up to um, his mistresses. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know names here. Um, 
but the woman woman goes up to the woman's room um and it's like deserted like all the decorations are gone uh windows open breeze is flowing uh looks generally spooky in there and he's like what just happened uh i've been in this room before but now it's empty where's my woman and so then he's like he goes down to the front desk and they're like what are you talking about that room is unoccupied there was no lady there you checked in here here alone alone. you came here alone yeah and then literally like six different employees tell him you came here alone and a small child and yeah. Like, yeah. like as if like this was the talk of the hotel that this guy came here alone everybody knows yeah um so he's bugging he's like i swear to god my woman was here yeah she was in room 117 yeah and um, everyone's like yeah so then he goes to the cops and then the cop opens a file and he was like mm, i was told you went to that hotel alone <laughs> he literally says that i thought uh-huh. i had read that wrong and i had misunderstood what the cop was saying that's really <laughs> what he said wasn't it <laughs> yeah um and then her crazy husband shows up and tries to kill her lover um but then was like that man stole my wife and the, the cop was like he okay. came here alone he came here alone <laughs> Um, and then a little bit later, um, the man is in the street and he's like, what happened to my wife? And some other person on the street is able to tell him, um, you didn't go to that hotel alone. She was there. She just died of the plague and the hotel covered it up and tried to convince you, gaslight you into thinking that you were dating a ghost. This, um... This story is um, in one of the scary stories not to tell in the dark books. Um, the like uh, anthology books by, I think, Stephen Gamble. I think it might be in the second one. Um, but in his version, it's a, um, a mother and her daughter, which is like almost sadder. And what happens? The same, it, the same general thing. They like check into a hotel oh, okay. and... Um, her mom gets sick and they send the daughter to the doctor like way way across town and she gets there in this like roundabout way um and then she comes back to the hotel and her mom's gone and they're like you came here alone there's no one in that room and it turns out her mom died of the plague and they had to cover it up because they didn't want anybody freaking out about the plague in paris yeah wow it was a really confusing yeah. story. I thought the way what I thought was going to happen, I believed the gaslighting. Yeah, I thought they too. were going to go for like a you're crazy uh, kind of thing. I thought he was the crazy ex-husband mm. convincing himself that he was some kind of new lover. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, that one was convoluted, but I think might have been my favorite. Yeah. I think it's the scariest. I like the hand. The hand was fun. The hand was fun. That story I feel like I've also heard before. Yeah, it's the Telltale Heart. Yeah, these were all like adaptations of, or I think the last one was written by um, the director, but the other ones were adaptations of either like folklores or um, like famous uh, works. So the third one was based on a story by Edgar Allan Poe. And then the fourth one was based on a Robert Louis Stevenson story. Yeah. But Ethan, do you want to talk about The Hand, your favorite? Sure, sure. First, I want to talk really, really quick uh, in the first movie. Uh, the part where 
the lady is explaining to the new boy uh, that her husband uh, follows her everywhere, stalks her, and they're like on a train or something. And then she leans over to the curtain next to her and she parts the curtain a little bit and he's like right there in the window staring at her. That was and then so he, scary. Yeah, it was creepy. really scary. And then he walks by their window and like just like smiles at them and just keeps walking. Uh, that was a really, uh, really funny. Really funny. Yeah. Really spooky. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, this, uh, the second movie was called The Hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it The Hand? The Hand. Yeah. And we have, uh, if, if the late 1800s, early 1900s were all about putting cauldrons in rooms, <laughs> now movies are all about the telltale heart and yeah. <laughs> adapting that into your story. Um, I can't remember why the guy died. Oh, they were fighting over a woman. Yeah, yeah. and they they like um, had they were some doing contest. I forget what it was. It was like dice or cards or something. Yeah, to decide who would get to be with her, um, and then the person who loses decides, "I ain't losing. I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that person uh, strangles, lost strangling, uh, strangles uh, the other person, <laughs> and that, the person who dies dies in a really like uh, melodramatic and funny manner, like literally like having like their hands up in like claw formation, rigor mortis, uh, setting in within seconds. Rigor mortis, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the acting in this movie. Yeah, I, I love like the past few movies we've watched. These like German movies. It's so over the top and so just like fun to watch yeah i really like it you can really feel what they're feeling which is helpful in a silent movie yeah for sure um and then basically we just have like a series of scenes of him trying to do normal things such as a seance uh with his friends but he can't do these things because the apparition of the person that he killed keeps showing up and spooking him more specifically the hand shows up so like he goes to the theater and he's trying to watch a nice dance happening and uh the hand pops up behind the curtain and like parts the curtain and uh the guy's there and the murderer uh weeps in his chair because of the guilt that he felt he weeps in the audience um what else? I don't know. It's a lot of stuff like that. Um, a year goes by. Yeah, a year goes by. Um, and then at the end of the movie, I wasn't sure. This may have been up to interpretation, um, but the man is so riddled by guilt um, that he either strangles himself or I don't know if the hand was supposed to kill him, but he dies and you could see like strangle marks on his um, his neck. Um, but it, it it was sort of left unclear whether it was the ghost or him his own madness. Yeah. Um, and so the third story, The Black Cat, based on the story by the same name uh, by Edgar Allan Poe, is um, about a guy. A drunk. A drunk who's married to a lady. Drunk has a big old hat on. Um, he's married to a lady and he is a meanie pants and he hates the lady and her cat and he's really mean to the cat. Um, so the black it's cat. really sad. It's really sad. Um, and then one day in his j- drunken rage, he murders his wife and buries her in the basement. Um, and then he's like, wait a second. Where's my cat? Yeah. The cat. Wait, has- wait, wait. Can we, I'm so sorry. We need to back up. From what I remember, 
the altercation in which he murders the wife. He grabs the cat from her arms, and then obviously he's holding a stuffed cat. Thank God that it was obvious that it was a stuffed cat. And it seems like he punted the cat uh, away. And then what happened? He, like, picks up a chair. Oh, right. He picks up a chair, acts like he's going to smack her over the head with a chair like it's a wrestling match. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then doesn't, and then kills her another way. Strangling, I don't remember. Yeah. But puts her in the basement. She did. She's in the basement now. He's trying to um, seem innocent. He makes a lot of funny faces, like, (laughs) my wife, I haven't seen that lady in... (laughs) 25 years. Yeah, he was making, you know, that face you make when you definitely didn't kill your wife. Yeah, you know uh, the face. Yeah, what are you talking about? I came here alone. <laughs> My yeah. wife. Um, but then, you know, getting its comeuppance, the cat, uh, somehow, I'm um, not really sure, like, so, gets so, the attention of the police. Yeah, so people around town are starting to talk. They're like, wait a second, where'd his wife go? He's acting shady. So eventually a bunch of people come into his house, start investigating, um, and they're like, do you have a basement? Um, and he's like, uh, yeah, I do, but, uh. um, and then they go down there and, um, there's like a wall or something and something is like trying to get out of the wall and it's the cat because the cat went to the dead body of the wife, um, because he loved her so much and wanted to stay with her body. Um, unrealistic, by the way. The your cat, cat would, would eat you. Your cat would eat you. Your dog would stay with the body, though. They never showed the body, so maybe, maybe the cat just did eat, eat the wife. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, but then they're like, uh, "You killed your wife," and then that's the end. I think. Yeah. And then the cat. The cat has the last laugh. Yeah, the cat has <laughs> the last laugh. Meow, 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 meow. The fourth one, Jaden. That's all you. Um, all right, the fourth one is called The Suicide Club. Um, Not to be confused with The Suicide Squad. Yeah, please don't get it twisted. Um, and let's see. Uh, there is a club of fancy people in this sort of country club looking place. Um, there's a detective snooping around. Because um, I guess I guess they're sort of the talk of the town, The Suicide Club. Because they're so fancy. Um, and he like tries to infiltrate them, I guess. Um, and at first they don't believe him because they're like, you're not suicidal. You don't actually want to die. Only people who actually want to die are allowed in the club. But eventually he gets in the club. Um, and the way they decide who's going to kill themselves is they have a deck of cards and whoever gets the ace of spades has to die. Um, and they all go around the table. Everybody picks a card. Um, and there's this one guy who I thought was really funny uh, next to the detective who's like absolutely giddy. This is his favorite thing in the world. He loves picking a card um, and maybe dying as a result. Um, but no, it turns out the detective pills the card. Uh-oh, you're going to die now and you didn't want to. Um, yeah, so um, the head of the suicide club sits him down in this chair and there's three buttons. And he's like, if I press this button, you can't get out of the chair. Um, and if I press this button, you die. And then there's a third button. I don't know if they ever talk about that. And then this part I'm confused by because he leaves and then it seems like the detective's free to go, but he isn't. He doesn't go for whatever reason. Do they do a switcheroo? Yeah, I, I think they do a switcheroo. He like, oh, I think maybe he like pretends to, yeah, the detective pretends to be dead on the table 
And then uh, the head of the suicide club comes back in, sits in the chair, and then the detective gets back up real quick, presses the button that locks him in the chair, um, and he's like, ah, not this time, and yeah. then moves through the clock. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this movie felt so like thematically disjointed with the rest of the movies. Yeah. The rest of them were about like love and like like deceit in romance and things like that. And this one just kind of really came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Bore, bore, bore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. tale number four, the Suicide Club, bore. Four more. Um, number then, five. Number five. The spook. Or as I like to call it, the cuck. Yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> because this one. Big old cuck. Not even really a scary story. It's really just about a man who is a cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So, so there's a, it, it's also told completely in verse. So like it, everything rhymes, which is really yeah. weird. Um, so it starts and there's a, a really pretty lady, but her husband is not, not into her enough. You know, she just sits and he works all day and doesn't give her what she needs. And then one day a man gets in a carriage accident and they bring him into their house and the man leaves, the husband leaves and like leaves his wife to tend to this injured man and they start like flirting and then the husband sees this and is like oh i know how to make my wife happy y'all should fuck <laughs> and that's the mo- that's the movie for the most for the rest of it yeah so it's just like a bunch of different scenes of them of uh the wife and this injured man uh, <laughs> flirting um he's not heavily injured um no he's fine he's, yeah, he's fine. fine um but he's really into her she's pretty into him um husband comes in every now and then just to check in he's like he really he gives a lot of compliments to the other man he's like wow you're so strong so brave i'm so glad that i have you to leave my wife to um <laughs> and then at the end of this part, um, the wife and the injured man are sort of like getting it on, maybe about to kiss, um, and then some spooky stuff happening. Right. Like pictures on the wall move, right. the chandelier moves. It's not really clear why why the ghosts care because the husband seems to be into it. Yeah. Um, this is also like it, that's the first instance where anything relatively spooky happens. So it's like, oh, there are ghosts. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then then the husband comes back and uh, I guess sort of like makes up with his wife. I don't know. Yeah. There, at one point, there's like a hooded figure that goes by that's kind of spooky. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When other, when other spooky stuff is happening, um, these people, it looks like, it looks like people in like black clans robes <laughs> um, come in um, and pretty, pretty spooky oh, stuff. Yeah. And they just sort of like are walking around the apartment, um, but yeah, that's sort of it for that one. It's it's kind of a head scratcher. They just kind of walk around the apartment, and then what? I don't remember. That's it. That's it. Just some spooky stuff happens, and the husband comes back. Spooky stuff Terrible. stops happening, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're back because a a, a husband, a wife needs to kiss." She's like, right. "Oh, you, I surely did miss because a husband, a wife needs to kiss, and that's how it ends." Yeah, so weird. It's all, it's all in verse. Yeah. So weird. And then we get back to the other side of the frame and tail. Um, paintings. The clock has struck midnight or whatever. Paintings go back in their paintings. 
Um, the owner of the bookshop comes into the bookshop. He's like, what the fuck happened to my bookshop? <laughs> there are books everywhere. I think he brings the cops in and they're like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then that's the end. The end. A nice little collection of little, yeah. little stories. I liked it. Yeah. I-, I thought they were fun. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it just makes me more excited about what's to come because it's obvious that it's just going to keep yeah. improving every time. Yeah. Next w- time. Oh my gosh. Next episode, we're watching the cabinet of um, Dr. Caligari. Oh, nice. So that'll be really fun. That'll be cool. Unless it's well, bad, which it very well could be because yeah, I've been lied yeah, yeah, to yeah, about yeah. movies before. Yeah, it's true. Ethan. It's true. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm a culprit. Yeah. It seems like uh, slowly, slowly, surely, but sure, slowly, but surely, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> slowly, but surely, um, people are figuring out what horror is. Yeah. yeah. And what movies are. And what movies are and how to make a somewhat scary movie. Yeah. So. What, was, uh, what was our favorites? Um, I would say my favorite was um, The Apparition, the first one. Same. I like the hand. It, I like the hand because I laughed the most during that one. A lot of, lot of really fun gesturing and expression, expressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely started strong mm-hmm. with the stories. Um, yeah. But tune in week next week for the cabinet of Doctor uh, Giordano's. What was it? <laughs> yeah, the cabinet of Giordano's pizza. <laughs> wow. My cabinet is full of pizza. If you had to have a cabinet full of a food item, what oh, would you want it good. to be? And it's like it's like it's stuffed full. Like if you open the cabinet, everything falls out, and you're, it's like piles up on you. Um, see, I would say pizza because pizza is my favorite food, but um, I think a bunch of pizzas like stacked together in Not a cabinet it would probably good. turn gross. So I'm just gonna say something that I think would keep fine and do baguettes. Oh, but those get so hard. I do marshmallows. I'm imagining the cabinets well insulated and the baguettes don't get stale. (laughs) I'm going to do soda. I open the cabinet and just open my mouth and I have a drink and then I close the cabinet. Oh, oh, I'm imagining just uh, it's filled to the brim just with the liquid. Yeah. It's a one-time I'm imagining the cans are like hitting your face. (laughs) What kind of soda? Cream soda. What do you think? Obviously. 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 Margo, Margo, I know you're anti-soda. Well, not anti, but you don't drink soda. Uh, Jaden, what's your favorite soda? I like root beer. Oh. Um, I definitely go back and forth between classic Coke and ginger ale. I don't like Coke very much. I, I think I've decided. Wow. Fake Atlantean. Yeah. No, I, I prefer Diet Coke, I think, because that's what we mostly had in my house. Ew. Diet Coke is so gross to It's me. so spicy. <laughs> <sighs> Coke is too sweet, but root beer, root beer, good. Right. Oh. I like orange soda. Orange soda is good. Wow, Ethan's got some cream soda right now. <laughs> One time at school, I was trying to get an orange soda out of the vending machine, and I they kept giving me Schweppes ginger ale, and I tried like three different times to get me a fucking <laughs> orange crush, and I was clicking the orange crush button, and it kept giving me Schweppes. I know it's Schweppes, but Schweppes is more funny. <laughs> and awesome. I, then I was like, okay, maybe the Schweppes button will give me Orange Crush. And it just gave me Schweppes. So I had uh, three bottles of ginger ale that I didn't want and no orange soda. That's so sad. It was really sad. I can drink like three sips of soda and then call it a night, though. God, I could. I There was a point in my life where I, could, I was drinking so much soda that my parents had to talk to me about it. What'd they say? They were like, we're concerned about how much soda you're drinking. 
<laughs> I never had any like serious problems growing up. Like nothing, nothing like that. But soda, soda. Was yeah. Like How was, old were you? Like thirteen? This Mountain was in Dew? like middle school. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It was probably the the time I was drinking the most soda in my life was was um, my freshman and sophomore years of college because it was so easy to get soda every day um, in the dining hall. Yeah. They had uh, Schweppes there. Yeah, they had Schweppes. <laughs> Sometimes the Schweppes was broken, though, and it would just be seltzer water, and that would be that the worst. That sucks. Did you guys ever drink Jones soda? Who? I don't think so. It's like, it comes in glass bottles, and they have all the like weird flavors. It was pretty good. I just, yeah. I drank soda as a kid, and then I decided that I didn't want to drink it anymore, and then I stopped drinking it. Yeah, I can't relate. Sorry. I'm addicted to liquid. I'll say it. I feel like I've drink, been drinking more soda recently than I have since like seventh grade when I stopped drinking soda. I don't drink coffee though, so I feel like a fine about yeah, it. Yeah, I drink That's so the other much thing coffee. I'm addicted to. It's so bad. Don't talk to me until I've had my morning. Don't, don't talk, talk to me, me until, until I've How had many my cups of coffee soda. would you say you have a day, Ethan? Definitely one per day. Definitely. Okay. Uh, it would not be abnormal to have two or three. That would be the maximum. Yeah, I, I have two every day, like one and a half probably, because I never finished my second cup. I was telling Chris this, Chris Isaacson, friend of the pod, um, and he thought that was like disturbing. Of course like he, he did. was like, of you need to he get did. help. Yes, of course he did. <laughs> yeah, that's on brand for Chris. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> anywho. Uh, anywho, anywho, I have to go call my mommy and daddy. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here, okay? Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, boo. Ah!